Welcome to the Urology Coding and Reimbursement Podcast, where we help urologists and staff achieve peak economic and practice efficiency so there is time and energy to focus on patient care and a happy life. I'm your host, Scott Painter, with my co-hosts, Mark Painter and Dr. Ray Painter. Welcome to the Urology Coding and Reimbursement Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Painter, and my co-hosts are Mark Painter and Dr. Ray Painter. And today, we are going to play an excerpt from our recent Urology Advanced Coding and Reimbursement Seminar, which was a virtual live event held on December 4th and December 5th of 2020. So here is Mark discussing the Medicare updates that came out in the final rule for 2021. There's uh, some big changes ahead, and this will hopefully get you the information you need. This is part one of, I'm going to split this up into two parts, so we're going to have a part two in the next episode. So with that, I will turn it over to Mark, and uh, let's hear what the updates are in uh, 2021. Also, we will include the slide deck so you can uh, review when you can, so you can see what uh, Mark is discussing. All right, with that, I'll turn it over. Thank you. Let's see, Mark. It's I think it's is it you? Yes, you got the Medicare update. All right, let's hear what's going on. Okay, we did have one other question pop up from Laura. Can you review the difference between 52,000 and 52,005? One of my clients wants to bill 52,005 every time they do a 74420-26. Is that correct? Um, the answer, the short answer to that is yes. A 52,005 um, does include a cysto, but it also includes putting in ureteral catheters and injecting or instilling something, which you would need in order to do a radiologic exam. So a 52,005 um, with a 74420 provided you're not also billing for stones or something else that you're doing that includes the 52005 is 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 appropriate. So hopefully that gives you a little guidance there. A cysto just is a cystoscopy to look in the bladder diagnostic. So, okay. All right, so... The much anticipated and much delayed release of the Medicare rules um, for 2021 came out on Tuesday. Um, it was a uh, an exciting document that for any of you that tried to to, to read through that thing. Um, but it, there there's a few insights that I wanted to pass on that we that we pulled out of this. So um, number one. Um, is the conversion factor is going to go down. And I calculated that decrease at 10.2%. So today, the conversion factor is $36 and change, and it's going down to $32 and change. Um, and for those of you who are not as um, steeped in all of this stuff, um, the conversion factor is the, the dollar multiplier that is used to take a relative value um, in addition to the geographic adjustments, and multiplies the total, or is multiplied 
times the total to actually give a dollar value to what the Medicare allowed amount is. So that 10.2% decrease will run across all of your codes. Now, the good news is that with urology being such a heavy uh, E&M user and with a couple of the other code changes that came into play, urology is projected overall to be up 8.8%. Um, and that basically looks at all of urology um, as a whole. So when you take that 8% of all urology being up, that means that some urology practices that are really, you know, if they're just doing E&M codes, your revenue from Medicare may go up more than 8%. If you have a practice that is really much more focused on doing surgery, specifically surgery in an ambulatory surgical center and a hospital, then your increase is going to be much lower. Um, so you're going to see a range depending on how you practice and what code sets you actually bill. Um, there are some calculators out there and some ways to look at this, um, at look at how you develop your, or what you bill or build last year, as far as your units, where you can really take a look at the overall RVU impact and then, uh, consequently then take a turn uh, and look at your conversion factor impact. So, it will change what you're going to be paid. This is actually a pretty big uh, change across the board. And a lot of the surgical specialties that are not going to see the advantage of the new add-on code and the E&M codes are really looking at taking some big hits, as are radiology, pathology, and anesthesia. So you're going to have some very unhappy colleagues um, outside of the specialty of urology. And then your primary care and some of your much heavier E&M based uh, specialists are going to see bigger bumps than 8% um, than, than urology does. So we're going to, we're going to definitely have to juggle all those, but it really does emphasize the importance of understanding a couple of things. One, the E&M codes, um, which we'll cover tomorrow. And second, the use of this new add-on code, which I'll show you in a couple of minutes. So um, those are some of the cha the bigger changes that come through. Now, they did change some things relative to telehealth. Now, these changes for telehealth are not going to go into effect until after the public health emergency ends. Um, so that's going to be uh, another piece that's out there, and, and we'll talk about telehealth specifically tomorrow, although I will mention a couple of things today. Um, and then um, the other thing I want to emphasize is that the E&M changes, aside from the value changes, the E&M changes that we talk about tomorrow morning are actually changes in the CPT manual. So it really applies to all of your patients and all of your payers. The the payment changes will probably not flow through to all of your private sector contracts right away. So you won't see that big of a change when you look at all of this as it relates to your private sector payers. You're going to see that change in Medicare and probably your Medicare Advantage plans. And I only say probably because a Medicare Advantage plan can delay things and move things um, differently on how much they pay you. 
but they do have to provide um, the same amount of services as Medicare. So um, when you look at all of these changes that we're going to talk about right now, I'm going to focus solely on Medicare. But remember that the E&M code changes we talk about tomorrow are actually changes that apply to all payers. And we'll, we'll mention that again tomorrow. So the final rule was released on December 1st. Um, they really, uh, <laughs> I kind of went, as we were going through and reading all of the, the final rule, Medicare goes through and looks at comments based on their proposed rule, which was released in, 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 in August. Um, and people can say, well, we don't think that's a good idea because of this. And virtually every one of Medicare's responses was, we appreciate the commenters' uh, concerns, but we're going to go with our proposed rule. So essentially, a, a, a lot or almost all of what we saw in the proposed rule came to fruition uh, in this final rule. Um, RVUs, and, and, there are, and there are three different RVUs, right? There's the work RVU, the practice expense RVU, and the malpractice RVU. Um, the, the work RVUs for most codes didn't really change. Um, so if you're on a, an RVU production-based contract, you'll see that most of your RVUs didn't change with the exception of your E&M codes. And those changes were really reserved primarily for a couple of the higher-end new patient codes but the big changes in the work RVUs are related to the established patient. Um, so otherwise, your work RVUs did not change a lot. So for those of you on, on straight work RVU contracts, if you, if you really improve your coding, your, your revenue should increase. It won't be affected by the conversion factor shift um, from, from, this, from this year to next. The, the practice expense values, however, and the malpractice expense values did see some movement. Um, and this is because Medicare is looking at uh, shifting to some more market-based um, values. And this is another reason where the uh, reason why the conversion factor went down. And, I, and, and when I go through this, uh, next little set, I've got uh, the RVUs and their percent changes versus the dollar value changes across the board. Um, and Medicare basically makes all of the changes um, that they do within the a budget neutrality rule. So when we go up in some ways, it has to come out of the Medicare budget, which is why the conversion factor went down. And as far as MIPS macro, really not a lot of changes. They made a couple of shifts in the Medicare savings programs for ACOs. Um, but bottom line, for the most part, where we were last year, we are again um, coming up next year. So here's the RVUs relative to the new codes um, or the, the E&M codes. So you can see... We can, can you uh, go back one slide? Yep. When you say RVUs facility for facility procedures are not changing or changes were not offset the conversion factor decrease, can you expound upon that so that people understand uh, facility versus non-facility and what is what are facility procedures? Okay, so um, the way the 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 RVUs are based um, and and with the practice expense value, 
we actually have two different practice expense values. One is the non-facility practice expense value. The other is the facility practice expense value. The work RVU and the malpractice uh, RVU are the same regardless of where you perform your services. But the non-facility practice expense RVU is built as kind of a global payment, if you will, to the office. So it includes your disposable supplies, your your fixed overhead, all of those things are in the practice expense. So when you're the reason that you when you bill a catheterization in the office, you get paid, you know, twenty to twenty-five dollars more than you would in the in the hospital setting is because the practice expense RVU in the non-facility setting or the office um, includes the cost of the catheter and <coughs> excuse me, the supplies that you use in your office like gloves and trays and all of that. When you look at it from the facility side, the facility like an ambulatory surgical center, a hospital, or a nursing home or a skilled nursing facility, those, indivi- those uh, entities are paid separately for supplies, not based on the, on your charges, but on their charges, which are based on your CPT code, or if they're inpatients, on the diagnostic code. So uh, the practice expense value for the facility side is lower because it only includes some general overhead for your staff and for your rent, that things that don't shut off, but include nothing relative to the time in the procedure for your ancillary personnel, your disposable supplies, or the or the direct supplies that are that are that are the direct direct variables for that particular procedure. So uh, what's that, the impl- what's the implication? So the implication overall is again kind of going back to that eight percent um, is that the the services that you provide in the hospital, and you'll see this as I go through the RVUs, are going to go down because of the conversion factor. Um, The procedures in your office, because of their increases, may actually not go down, even though the conversion factor is going down, because there was an increase in the practice expense value. So hopefully you can see that as we go through that. So all right, so when we look at the RVUs, so I, what I did was I, I, I broke this down into the percent total RVU change. So this is malpractice, um, practice expense, and then non-facility practice expenses used for the NF total. And then the facility uses the facility practice expense. And we're, we're comparing 20 to 21. So the level two visit really didn't change that much. So your decrease is actually going to be um, uh, a, 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 a decrease of 11% um, because we didn't see much of a change. That's a conversion factor issue. The actual dollar difference is $8.20 on a national level. It'll vary a little bit from place to place. The O3 did go up 8%, so its decrease is less. Um, in the facility, this actually went up by 2%, because there was a little bit more in the market basket allocation allowed for rent and some of those things relative to your fixed costs in the office. Um, the 04, uh, again, not a ton of a change, but a, but a, about 4% decrease. 
for the for the dollar differential, a uh, three percent for the in for the non-facility, the zero five, um, again flat for your in-office, but increased at one percent for the facility. Here's where the big jump is, and where the money changes. The the, the real money is changing hands because, in fact, forty percent of what Medicare pays is based on E&M codes. And if you look at your own practice and how many new patient visits you bill versus established patients, this is why there is a significant increase in the established patient codes or in the, in, in the overall RVUs resulting in the decrease of the conversion factor. So you can see, um, you know, $8 per visit on a level two, almost 11 on a level three, 13 on a level four and 20, almost 25 on a level five. Significant increases in dollars. And then when you take you translate that over into the facility setting, because the work RVU changed for all of these, that's why you see these bigger jumps here with only a slight change uh, in the practice expense value for the facility side. But it did go up a little bit. So that's kind of what you're seeing in the differentials here. And why they're 30% versus 45 is because the work value remains the same. It, this is a practice expense value change for your fixed value. So th- know that understanding your codes across the board is going to be very important. And, and where we said a difference between a three and a four was $40, it's now $43. Um, so every little bit counts when you look at making sure you're billing everything that you need to. Now, when we look at the procedural side, this is non-facility. So this is office-based only. Um, and you can see that a lot of what you do in the office, we had the increases that match, but they didn't go up totally above that 10.2%. So we've got a few, um, uh, services that are going down um, in the office, and, and some of them aren't things that we do very frequently. So when we look over more into those services that we do more frequently in urology, you can see slight increase in catheterization codes, um, a slight increase in your urodynamics codes, except for the professional components, which dropped a little bit. Um, based because again, they're, they're, the increases here are more on the praxis expense side. Um, the again, Eurodynamics across the board looking up, except for the Euroflow, which is down eight um, percent. Um, that's one of the few that dropped um, on, on as you look through that. Your Cisto, a twenty-one percent bump in the. RVUs across the board, but an 8% bump overall with the conversion factor differential. Um, your in-office bladder biopsy, um, your uh, fulguration, and your minor tumor codes all are going up slightly. Um, small changes in your dilation treatment codes and some of your other cysto codes in the office. Um, your, your, you can see that your lift remained roughly the same. Um, as you look at that for, for zero and 1% down, um, and, and these are rounded. I took out the points, so it's not really a full 1%. Um, your terps uh, in the office, your laser terps in the office, down a little bit. Um, uh, dilations, um, for the most part, 
um, fairly flat. So you did see some go up in in the uh, in the in the relative to the uh, to the uh, bringbacks with those dilations, and then um, you know some of your other codes here. Um, you've got a slight increase in the five three eight six zero. Um, your penile uh, measurement codes, and then um, you see that you got um, some slight bumps um, in your codes relative to um, uh, placement of of, uh, of seeds and um, a little bit of a decrease in your um, as your code relative to the to the spacer. So. Um, not a lot of changes in the office that are that negative, but slightly negative when you take into account the conversion factor. Now, the facility side looks very different. Um, and you can see this is what I was talking about, where the facilities remained relatively unchanged um, with very slight bumps um, in the RVU side, which is really practice expense shifts. But the conversion factor taking nearly a full uh, hit um, to your fees in the uh, in the hospital setting, um, so you can see um, five zero five. Where did I had that? I'll just highlight a few of them. Um, your five zero five nine zero. So S wall is down about seven percent. Um, I had your PCNLs up there went down a little bit. Um, your uh, a lot of your cystectomy codes, um, which are coming up, um, the five one five nine five and nine six. So almost all of those are going down about eight percent in Medicare. Um, you can see your professional compo component codes for your Eurodynamics are dropping in the facility setting. Again, the work values are staying pretty much the same, and and that's you can see reflected in the RVU change. Um, cystos in the facility are down eight, even though they're up in the office, um, as are a lot of your TURs of the bladder tumors. They're all dropping about that 8% level across the board. Um, and then going into TERPs, um, down about 8%. Um, let's see a few of the others. And again, you know, as we go through the list, it's across the board. It's down a little bit um, in the facility setting across the board. Um, so uh, you can see why I, that then when they look at everything, it's volume related um, in the fact that what you do most of are your E&M visits, which are going up. Those of you who practice a lot of things in your uh, or do stuff in your office are going to see increases there. Um, so, but you've got some definite negatives on the offset side with this change in the E&M codes. So it is something you're going to want to try and, and take a look at across the board. All right. That was part one of the Medicare update for 2021. Next episode, we'll bring you uh, part two, which also has some very interesting changes that you'll need to make sure that you're aware of. Uh, with that, um, if you want to learn more about our upcoming E&M workshop or if you want to attend our next Urology Advanced Coding and Reimbursement Seminar in January, 
you can visit this episode page and I will uh, make sure we include some links to that, uh, those two events. Uh, that is it for today's episode. Thank you for listening and happy coding. Thank you for listening to the Urology Coding and Reimbursement Podcast, where we help urologists and staff achieve peak economic and practice efficiency so there's time and energy to focus on patient care and a happy life. Special thanks to Carl Painter for the music today. You can find his music under his record label, The Juicery, with extra pulp and special guests. 